Hey, good evening, everybody. Pastor John here. We are in 50 days of preparation. Hope you have had an amazing, wonderful day. It's been an awesome day outside, uh, getting stuff done, getting, you know, that list of, of things need to do at the house, getting all that stuff done. Uh, hope you've been getting schoolwork done and projects done and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it's going to be a good night. I'm excited. It's um, day nine of 50 days of preparation, and hopefully you've been catching up on different videos. People have asked me, you know, where they can go to kind of watch the other videos, and it's you just go to that Facebook group. If, again, if you're on Facebook, uh, like our page, follow our page, go to the 50 days of preparation group. Um, you can anyone can join the group. We ask you when when you click to join, it'll ask you a couple questions just to make sure you're you're there for the right reason and then it'll automatically, you know, you know bring you in and, and and get you into the group and from there you go to you click on units. You, it's unit 1 and in unit 1 it's like a teaching module and you can get in there and and go find and find the videos that you've missed, go watch them again and when you're done watching them, when you're done with that video, click done and that way it keeps track of everyone who's you know who's watched the, the videos and you can share comments you can go to the discussion tab and share stuff man i've so enjoyed all the different comments of what god is showing you um and remember to share that with with somebody just outside your family because uh, some of this preparation is about the habits being formed you know we talk about a new direction we need some of these new habits being formed in our life and so what we're doing is every day not only are we coming to watch videos, getting in the habit of that, uh, to hear the Word of God, but we're also uh, spending time in prayer, meditating and praying over a, a single verse and really asking God to, to show us things. We're asking Him to show us something about His nature. Who, who is He? What, what is He like? Show us, show us something about His nature, and that's important, so we've got to remember uh, who God is when we don't understand what's happening in our life and because he won't go against his nature. And so we, we need to know that and then what he's showing us, what he wants you to focus on. And sometimes, uh, and I believe in this 50 days of preparation, less can be more when it comes to focusing in on the Lord. And and so if you have your Bible, open your Bible to Exodus 14 um, and it's going to take me a minute to get to the scripture I want to get to, but you know, anyone who knows me or has been around Faith Center, you know it takes me a minute to get to the scripture. Uh, but we're going to be in Exodus 14. I just want to remind you of, of the verse that we looked at yesterday. I'm going to pray in just a second, but I want you to remind you of the verse we looked at yesterday. Remember, uh, he said around verse 13, um, the children of Israel were, were facing the Red Sea and and the the Pharaoh pursued and was coming after them, and we talked about all the symbolism of Pharaoh and taskmasters and all that kind of stuff, but Pharaoh's chasing them, and that's what happens when somebody uh, you know begins a relationship with the Lord or you you get a fresh revelation from God many times when God is doing something good in our life and we start going in a new direction, the enemy pursues us, and you'll see through this whole process from Egypt the wilderness, and the promised land, there's there's different enemies. Satan shows up in different ways, uh, and the first enemy to be defeated is Pharaoh. Pharaoh is the first. He's the one trying to keep you into your past. 
He's the one trying to keep you a slave of sin. He's the one trying to keep you from following God. He's the one trying to keep you from receiving the blood of the lamb. He's the one trying to keep you from crossing over that Red Sea. And that's what we're going to focus on, on tonight. Um, and, and so, but remember the scripture that a faith-filled Moses stood up and spoke to a fear-filled people. When they saw Pharaoh coming, the people started wigging out and they were like, why did you bring us out here, Moses? We told you to leave us alone. We're going to die here in the wilderness. It would have been better for us to go back, you know, to be slaves in Egypt than to die out here. Have you ever, ever been with somebody that they, they just started walking with God or maybe God just is doing a new thing in their life? and trouble happens and they lose their mind. Like they forgot every scripture. They forgot every promise. They forgot everything that God has ever done for them. And they just lose their mind. We don't want to be those people. We don't, we don't want to, we don't want to lose our mind and we don't want to lose our faith. And so remember what he said to him? He said, stand still. Or he said, do not fear. Stand still. I mean, stop, quit running around, stand still. See, see the salvation of the Lord. You can't save yourself. Don't don't try stop trying to save yourself. Stop. Stop. Stop doing and stop talking fear. Stop. Be still. Know that I am God and see the salvation that I'm unfolding. Become a part of that. And he's he's speaking this life to him and speaking truth to them and he says he says hold your peace meaning stop talking fear. Stop talking if you if you can't speak it in faith, don't speak it. Don't speak it. So right after that, if you look in Exodus chapter 14, starting in verse 15, and that's where, that's where we're going to start. We're going to pick up tonight and we're going to move to the Red Sea and understand what this is. And everything moving to the Red Sea, guys, as you read it, there's two things I want you to see as we read through these scriptures. And I'm just going to talk about it as we read through it. Two things I want you to see. Everything in here is by faith. Hebrews 11, we read it a number of weeks ago. Like Hebrews 11, verse 27 through like verse 29, it, it, it talked about Moses forsook Egypt by faith. Um, it talked about that Moses kept the Passover by faith and that Moses went across the Red Sea by faith. There's nothing magical in the water. There's nothing powerful about the water. The power is your faith, your faith in God's power, your faith in God and his ability to do the miraculous See, when, when you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. And that's what happens. Moses, by faith, saw the invisible uh, power of God, the invisible person of God. Not everybody else saw it, but, but Moses saw what God was doing, what God was saying. He saw the salvation of the Lord unfolding, the victory of the Lord unfolding. So now let's watch what a, how a faith-filled Moses leads a fear-filled people to cross over the Red Sea. And let's pray as we start. Father, in Jesus' name, I want you to help us, God. Help us to hear, help us to see. I speak peace over this house and every single house represented. And I thank you for a fresh spirit of faith, God. A fresh spirit of faith to, to mount up in us, God, that you would strengthen our ability to hear, God, by your Holy Spirit. You would give us an appetite for your word, God, and let this word go into good ground deep rooted inside of us, God. And we just thank you for your victory in Jesus' name. Amen. So remember, it's by faith. Everything's by faith. And the second thing to remember is that this, this thing of the Red Sea is a shadow. It's a sketch. It's a, 
It's a silhouette. It's an outline. It's a type that points to the New Testament reality of Christ, specifically water baptism. The Red Sea points to water baptism. So let's read it. Uh, Exodus um, 14 and, and starting in verse 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Now this is important because Moses must have been talking to the Lord and, and, and praying and, 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 Moses, and God told Moses, okay, why are, you why are you still crying out to me? When Why are the people still crying out to me? You know, I'm already doing something. I'm already at work. See where I'm working. And what he said is, tell the people. You know, there's a time that God says, okay, stop praying and go tell the people. And he says, go tell the people to go forward. See, faith always moves you forward. Fear always moves you back. Faith always moves you forward. And that word forward is a really cool word when you look it up. Because that word forward actually means to come out or go up. <laughs> like Exodus 3.8. That word forward means... So what God is saying is, look, tell my people to go out. Tell my people to go up. Just like I promised. It means, it means to march in sync and march in order to go forward, come out and come up. And so, so he, he speaks to them and he says, lift your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so they will follow them. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all of his army, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. See, the Egyptians could have known that before because they could have actually become partakers of the blessings of, of Abraham through Israel. They, they, could have, they could have honored the God just like the Pharaoh who, who honored God when, when Joseph, an Israelite, came into Egypt. Pharaoh and Egypt prospered when Joseph was there because they honored the man of God there. They honored God there, but this Pharaoh and these Egyptians were rebellious. And God resists the prideful, but he gives grace to the humble. Man, just good stuff. So, verse uh, 19. And the angel of the Lord, the angel of God, who went before the camp of Israel moved around and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them, so that it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, and thus it was a cloud of darkness to the one, meaning darkness to the Egyptians, and it, was, uh, and it gave light by night, basically to the Israelites, so that, uh, so that the one did not come near the other all night long. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused. Notice Moses didn't split the sea. Moses didn't split the sea. Moses put faith in God. God split the sea through Moses. There is a partnership. Faith is always agreement. Faith is always a partnership. That's why it's important not to be running around crazy in fear when, when, when the enemy comes and when, when struggle comes, because you have a part to play in partnering with God. Let it be done according to your faith. God is going to do it, but he's going to partner with you, and you're going to partner with, really, you're partnering with him through faith. And so God said, stretch out your hand, Moses. Moses could have been like, well, no, God, I, I'm scared. I don't, I don't know if I want to. What if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't? You got to obey the voice of the Lord. 
That's why it's important to develop the habit of focusing in every day of your life to live a lifestyle to hear the voice of God. So when he tells you to stretch out your hand, to split that sea or move that mountain or do whatever it is he's doing in your life, you know how to partner with God through faith. So he says, stretch out your hand. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea into dry land and the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea and Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. I just can't even believe this happens. I can't even believe. I know God said he hardened our heart, but what that means, uh, like, like somebody was talking about, God was not manipulating them. They chose a direction and God was saying, okay, you have that direction. You want to be rebellious? You don't want to humble yourself before me? You want to fight against me? I'm going to give you over to your own mindset. I'm going to give you over. My mercy is going to be pulled back. And I'm going to give you over to your... Think about this. Think about this. If you saw a sea splitting in two, and you saw it splitting in two with that cloud that, cloud that was holding you back, and the cloud has now moved, and you see, you, after all the plagues and all the stuff that you've already seen, and you see the water splitting, I think I'd have been like, you know what? I'm done. I'm choosing. I'm, I'm, I'm taking off my Egyptian uniform and I'm going to follow that. I'm going to follow that God. I'm, Moses, you're my man. I'm going to follow you, Moses. I mean, I think I would have humbled myself at that time. But, but they gave themselves to, you know, to such a rebellious heart that they followed in after them. Oh my goodness. And, and verse uh, 23 well, I just read that. 24. Now it came to pass uh, in the morning, in the morning watch, that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud, and he troubled the army. He confused them and messed them up a little bit. Verse 25. Watch what happened. I love this. And he took off their chariot wheels. <laughs> he took their he'll take God will take the enemy's wheels off of their chariots. I'm telling you it's just good stuff. Took their wheels off and they still drove. They still continued. And and the Egyptians said, "Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them and and, and against the Egyptians." Just like, "Oh my goodness, you know, you should have got this a long time ago." Verse 26. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand. Notice the beginning of this and the ending of this. Stretch out your hand, Moses. Your faith is partnering with God. Over the sea and the waters, that they may come back upon the Egyptians and their chariots and their horsemen. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And when the morning appeared, the sea returned to its full depth while the Egyptians were fleeing into it. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And when the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the army of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them, not so much as one of them remained, but the children of Israel had walked on dry land in the midst of the sea and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. And here's, ooh, this is where it gets good. So the Lord saved or delivered 
Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord and believed, and the Lord and his, his servant Moses. And then they broke out in song. Uh, chapter 15 just breaks out in the song, Song of Moses and Song of Mary and Horse and Rider cast into the sea. They started praising God because here's the reality. This is a picture of water baptism. Somebody who's saved by the blood of the Passover lamb, putting the lamb upon the doorpost of their heart, eating the Passover lamb so the lamb is inside of them representing Christ in you. And then they're leaving they're leaving Egypt. Pharaoh changes his mind, comes after them, just like when you decide to follow the Lord, it'll be good for a little bit, and then all hell breaks loose coming after you. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep going forward in faith. And so the sea splits like we, like we read, and they walk through on dry ground, and this is a picture of water baptism. So uh, it's a, it's, most scholars believe that this is at the end of that first week of their exodus. So the, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, this is right at the end of the Feast of Unleavened Bread to where they start a, a whole new week. Um, so you have Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and most scholars believe at the end of that day is when this happened. And then they, they crossed over. So after water baptism, water baptism is the burial of the old Jew, the burial of the enemies of your old life. And when, they, when Israel stood on the other side of the Red Sea and looked back, they saw, they saw the salvation of the Lord complete. And the fruit of that is their taskmasters, their Pharaoh, and all their old life was dead. All their labels, all the everything about their old life, their old identity, who they were, who other people thought they were, years of false identity, years of false label, years of it is on, is dead. They saw it dead. And it's important to see the salvation of the Lord this was the first enemy they fought. This was the first enemy they fought to get out of Egypt. And I believe God's plan in this is to say, look, if you follow me and you obey me and you walk with me in relationship with me and you humble yourself in, in, in that love relationship with me, uh, then my grace will be in your life. And when my grace is flowing in your life and you're partnering with me in this relationship, this is what I'll do to your enemies. It may be a process, the battle may be a process, but the battle is the Lord's. And he will fight for you. And he will, re he will unlock and unleash victory in Jesus' name on your behalf if you walk in relationship with him. And so they saw Israel dead. Now there's other enemies they're going to face along the way, but they faced all those other enemies knowing what God does to the enemies of God. And so water baptism is that line in the sea. It's not even a line in the sand. It's a line in the sea that says, this is like a border. It says, I, he opened the waters one way for them to walk out. It's not like God's going to open the waters and let them go back through to Egypt. 
They wanted to go back to Egypt, but God was not going to split the sea again to let them go that way. The Red Sea is a one-way road that leads to the highway of holiness, that leads to the promised land, that leads to a promised life, that leads to the destiny of why God pulled you out, God pulled you up, and God's pulling you in. And so water baptism is a place where once you've been crucified with Christ and you receive the blood of the Lamb, then, then Christ lives in you. And then you are buried with him. You're buried with Christ in the watery tomb, the watery grave. And the Red Sea points to the tomb where the, where the slave of sin is buried, where Pharaoh and Egypt and everything about your past is buried. And from that point forward, there's a line in the sea. I'm going forward and my enemies have been defeated. My enemies have been defeated. I have seen the salvation of my Lord. I'm telling you, if you've been born again and you have a relationship with Jesus, but you've never been baptized in water, I would venture to say you struggle, that you struggle with some old things. You struggle with some old stuff from your old life because it needs to be buried. Water baptism is not a ceremony. It's not a little religious ceremony where we, we go through and it's all cute and just nice and we do it. It's like a it's like a, a ritual. It's not a ritual. It is a supernatural line in the sea. It is a supernatural uh, burial that comes with a supernatural resurrection. Uh, water baptism doesn't save you. Your faith in the Passover lamb, uh, confessing him as Lord, being crucified by faith with Christ, and then Christ coming to live in you, that's what saves you. And, and that's what enables you to go through the waters of death and be raised on the other side. See, the, the Israelites, Moses, by faith and the Israelites, passed through the Red Sea because the Lamb was in them. E Egypt, Pharaoh and Egypt, passed away in the Red Sea because the Lamb was not in them. So the first step is to be crucified with Christ. Put your faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. The second step is as, as soon as you can to bury that old life so you can stand on the other side of that baptism tank, that river, that pond, that pool, that whatever it is you've been baptized in, and you stand and you see, you take time to see all of your addiction dead, all of your old labels dead, all of your old life dead. That's who I was. That's who used to run me. But I'm a new creation in Christ. And I now, I now, because of my line in the sea, I now have my sin removed from me, my past removed from me. My past is in my past. And I now have nothing but a future of promise and hope before me. I'm still going to have battles. I'm still going to have enemies. But I'm never going back to Egypt because God is not going to split the sea again. And so now I'm going to learn how to come up into God's way of thinking and God's way of living. So if you've never been baptized in water or you've, you've um, been thinking about it, praying about it, the first step is to be born again and to be saved. The second step is to be baptized in water. And I'm so excited when we get back together, we're going to be dunking some people in some Red Sea. We're going to be baptizing some people and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible um, to watch the people celebrate because what you're watching 
When you, when you baptize somebody in, in Jesus' name, what you're seeing is their Red Sea experience. You see somebody literally being freed from their Egypt. And freed not just from the land of Egypt, but from the hand of Egypt. Egypt's not controlling me anymore. It's now the hand of the Lord that's pulling me forward. See, the hand of Egypt comes from your past trying to pull you back into Egypt. But the hand of the Lord comes from your future lifting you up and pulling to your future. And so water baptism is where the hand of Egypt is cut off and you're delivered from the hand of Egypt and you rest fully by being in the word and being in prayer and being with God's people. You every day, every day you put your, you put yourself in the hand of the Lord for him to lift you up. You humble yourself before him and he will lift you up and exalt you. If you've not been baptized in water, you need to make a faith commitment right now. Put it in one of the comments. Put it in there or a faith commitment as soon as it's possible. As soon as it's wise and possible, I will be baptized in water because I need my Red Sea experience. People ask me, well, Pastor, what if I was already baptized? Should I be baptized again? Here's my answer. Let it be done according to your faith. Let it be done according to your faith. Let the Lord lead you. You ask him. You talk to him about it. Now, if somebody comes to me and they're getting baptized like every year or every six months, it's like, okay, we, we got a problem. You don't understand what's happening. But let it be done according to your faith. You seek the Lord. You pray. You meditate on Galatians 2.20. He'll speak to you about water baptism. He'll tell you what you need to do. And if you're, and if you're watching and you say, I need to be baptized, put it in the comments, email us at info at facecenter.tv and say, I want to be baptized. I want a Red Sea experience. I want to bury my past and I want the labels to fall off and I want to walk into my destiny. I'm ready to go forward. So I can't wait uh, to be here tomorrow. Um, see you at seven tomorrow. We're going to be talking about some other good stuff and um, I just can't wait to see you guys. I bless you. I pray God's strength over you. And I pray that you, his love and victory would unfold in your life in Jesus' name. Have a great night.